Hello again, everybody. My name is Randy Weddle, and I'm your host for Creation Anew. That's the podcast to which you're listening to right now, by the way. Uh, just in case maybe you clicked on the wrong button. I hope you stay, though. Um, I am the pastor of Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana. And I'm also the pastor of Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And I welcome you to this podcast episode. Um, I I am doing this podcast and I'm doing um, this ministry called Creation Anew uh, in order to, to challenge people. I want to challenge believers to grow in Christ and I want to challenge non-believers to take a look at Christ. So that's why we're here. And what are we going to talk about today? Well, in the last episode, I took some time uh, to to go into the idea of of um, unreasonable people, and we talked a little bit about um, a, a movement that has gone through uh, that is actually denied um, uh, that we can really know objective truth called postmodernism, and that's that's moved on and it is uh it's it's run its tentacles through many parts of our society and uh it is changed in various forms and such so um but we talked a little bit about that but we talked about people unreasonable people as being people who live in a delusion in other words people who can take a look at the truth they can take a look and see that the sky is blue but they will still deny that it's blue and we've seen that happen, haven't we? Uh, in the last uh, episode, I mentioned that we've had people that literally they are um, maybe political figures and they will have said something and regretted saying it. And then when they're confronted, they just simply deny that it happened. And then someone will bring up a video or an audio of them saying it. And that doesn't matter. You don't want to confuse them with the facts. They will just simply deny the truth and live as if nothing happened. Well, we have we have people that are doing that. And we have people in various sectors of our society that are choosing to live in a delusion. So I wanted to talk just a little bit more about this and tell you that this is not something that is good. Now, I mentioned this a little bit in the last episode, but... Um, you know, and my point in the last episode was really that, yeah, sometimes, you know what, there's nothing you can do. If someone wants to live in a delusion that, well, okay, they're just going to have to live in a delusion. And especially if you're trying to give the gospel to them, um, you, can only, you can only talk so long. And, uh, and you can only give them the truth so long. And if they reject truth, there's nowhere to go from there. So you just kind of leave them be. But I'll tell you why this is such a big deal. And it's especially a big deal in the church. And um, I, have, I have encountered uh, resistance in some churches that, that I've dealt with over the years where they don't want to hear the truth. And there are various reasons why, but um, out and out, there are some people, even in the church, that really don't want to you know, be confused with facts. They want to believe what they want to believe, regardless of what God's word says. And there's a danger in living a lie. There's a danger in in not living in truth. 
I'll give you an example. I've got a family member that um, has the philosophy that the ends justify the means. And by the way, I would challenge you to investigate some political people that have that same philosophy. That's why they're willing to kill their own people in order to get what they want, because the ends justify the means. And if they need to lie and cheat and steal in order to do it, that's what they'll do. So go look it up. There, there, are, there are people out there that, that live with the idea that the ends justify the means. Well, I have a family member that's that way. And that person has lived a lie for so long that I am convinced that they're not quite sure what the truth really is. You see, truth is like a muscle. If you don't exercise it, it's going to atrophy. If you choose to live a lie, if you choose to live in a delusion, you run the risk of someday coming under complete control of that delusion. Now, what I'm not talking about is if you are seeking out truth and you say, look, I'm not quite sure what's going on here. I'm trying to figure it out. That's one thing. But if you say, you know, I've come to this conclusion, the sky is blue and the grass is green, but I'm still not going to live that way. That's foolishness. That's living a lie. And that's what I'm talking about here. That's, the, that's, that's being unreasonable. Beyond reason by what you can see and taste and smell, you will choose to reject truth. So that's what I want to talk about today. And so why is it so dangerous to live a lie? Well, it's so dangerous to live a lie because it will take you in the wrong direction. I live near Indianapolis, Indiana. If you look on a map, Indianapolis, Indiana is, you know, it's in the Midwest. Um, maybe in the, I don't know if we're the breadbasket of America or not, but uh, um, we're in the middle. <laughs> and and if I said, you know, I want to go to, um, I want to go to Los Angeles. But the way I'm going to go to Los Angeles is I want to take the most direct route. And I believe the most direct route is east. If you look on a map, you'll notice that the most direct route from Indianapolis to Los Angeles is not east. And if I look on a map and I say, well, people have made these maps and they have, they have studied the earth and they know how the earth is laid out. But I am not going to choose to follow their direction. I'm going to go a different way. Guess what's going to happen? I'm going to go a different way and it's going to be the wrong way. Or at least at best, it's going to be the long way. Well, that's what truth and or that's what living a lie does. It sends you off in a bad direction. It's not the best way to go. In fact, it's more than not the best way to go. It's a dangerous way to go. Now, the reason why I say this is because in Romans chapter 1, Paul, the Apostle Paul is talking about some people that are absolutely rejecting God. And he describes them as having at least an understanding or a knowledge of, of God. But they literally are choosing to go the other way. 
Now, these would be people that have heard about God. Maybe they know his truth, his truths. Maybe they know his truths and they still choose to go a different way. Well, the danger of doing that is Paul says God will give them what they want. In Romans um, chapter 1, let's take a look here. Um, in verse 24, it says that God gave, gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them because they choose to reject God's truths about how to handle their bodies. It says in verse 25, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. And verse 26, it goes on and says, for this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions. For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way, also the men abandoned the natural function of the women or of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. Verse 28 says, And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. You see, what Paul is saying here is these people absolutely rejected God's truth. And it's one thing to not to be ignorant, you know, to, to be ignorant of God's truth and to, to go the wrong way. And we can, we can kind of understand that. But once you know what the truth is and you're confronted with it and maybe you investigate it and, and you think, well, that, yeah, that looks like the way to go. And you choose not to go that way. You run a risk of crossing a line and not being able to distinguish truth from falsehood. There's something else, and I'm going to go over. Um, it's in Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2. And this is talking about uh, the end times. There's going to be a man that's going to come about. Paul calls him um, uh, the, the, uh, a man of lawlessness. And he's going to deceive a lot of people. And um, let's see if I can find it here. It says in ver uh, this is Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two verse eight. Then that lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. That is the one whose coming is in accord with the activity of Satan, with all power and signs and false wonders, and with all the deception of wickedness and those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. So we're talking about people that are being deceived by the Antichrist and and that they, they chose a lie rather than the truth. And the danger there is they were not saved. Well, listen as Paul goes on, verse 11. For this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence so that they will believe what is false. 
That's fascinating because that sounds pretty much what Paul says, like, you know, like what Paul says in, in Romans chapter one. There is something um, that, that I have observed over the years, and I said it just a, a, a few moments ago, that if you, if you want to anesthetize yourself from reality, uh, you want to anesthetize yourself against the truth, you can actually accomplish that. And that's the danger of being unreasonable. It's the danger of living a lie, of living in a delusion. Again, I know that there may be some um, unbelievers that are listening, and you may say, well, you know, we can debate on whether the Bible is the truth. Let's set that aside for just a moment. If you choose to live outside of truth, just in the material world, you run the risk of really not knowing what the truth is. If you only want to hear, or you will only hear what you want to hear, you're going to miss things. And you may be missing things that are very important and that, that are the truth. That's dangerous. It's the same with God's Word. That's the danger of of living a lie because you become numb to falsehood. And falsehood is always dangerous. Always. 100% of the time. Now, I'd like to take a break and, uh, and then we can come back and we can talk a little bit more about things. And what I want to talk about is, is living a lie. And, and give you some examples of, of, of things that are coming about. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I come about from this perspective of someone who lives in the United States, but you can apply these in other countries as well. So let's take, we'll, we'll take a break and then we'll, we'll do some examples. Okay. We'll be right back. Okie doke, we're back, guys. We're talking about living a lie. We're talking about living in a world of delusion and how that can um, be a very, very dangerous thing and uh, so dangerous that uh, you can start really believing the delusion. And uh, I, I wanted to take um, this last segment here and, and talk about some examples uh, so, in other words, uh, some 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 things that we can observe, and um, and see where people are starting to kind of lose it, and where there is a danger of being consumed with falsehood. So let's. Uh, I might as well get myself in trouble again. In the last episode, I talked a little bit about COVID and um, I, uh, I I have, uh, and I'm talking about the, the, the recent COVID virus, the COVID-19. And um, I've had some experiences uh, where 
I'm able to talk with medical people. I've, I, I, I have family members that are in the medical uh, field. I've got, um, not that you know, I'm, I'm not saying who I was talking to or who I wasn't talking to, um, but I, we're talking about um, uh, physicians, um, pharmacists. We're, we're talking about nurses um, that that are in the field of of the medical world and they're telling me that this this whole thing about covid is being blown out of proportion is it deadly yes is it something that we should be rigging our hands over no is it something that if we um if we that we can build up a herd immunity um well um, if my ears didn't fail me that's what i'm hearing am i hearing that the hospitals uh, may not be as overrun as what we have been told in past months yes that's what i've heard that's what they've told me and you look at the numbers and i mentioned this in the last episode the the numbers the death rate of COVID is really not changing. And and again, that's been confirmed by people that I, I deal with uh, that are in the medical community. They're, they're saying this is not the deadly situation that we're encountering. And we know from news we've been lied to um, about how COVID deaths were, were, were counted. So uh, I believe it was yesterday uh, or recently uh, here in the United States that COVID deaths have passed 300,000. And that's questionable uh, because, well, we've been lied to. What is the truth? And the reason why I bring this up is not to bring up a debate of COVID, but we're hearing also, you know, we need to wear masks and we need to do this and that, and we need to stay away from each other. And um, what I'm being told is unless you have a very uh, top of the line mask, like uh, the, uh, what, the N95 masks, that um, the paper masks that you're wearing are about 30% effective in, in keeping keeping um, people from getting infected well 30% is not real high and I'm being told that if you wear a cloth over your nose and mouth that you're you might as well not wear anything but that's accepted in if you go into a store or something like that people feel better if you're wearing even if you were wearing uh, um, a bandana what I'm hearing from the medical community is that no, that's like not wearing anything at all. You see, the COVID-19 um, situation is a great example of people living a lie. We're not sure what the facts really are with many people. They have changed. They have ad- adapted. And, and I understand, uh, you know, changing in an environment or a situation, you know, okay, we're learning more. So now we need to do this. That's fine. 
but the changes are coming about and there really isn't a good reason for a lot of these things unless it would be to take control of people and as a US citizen I resent that um, and I should biblically because my government is the Constitution and it says that I have rights that are given by God but I'm not trying to get political here I'm just giving you examples of living a lie well people will feel better if they wear a mask even though it may not be effective they'll touch their face even though they're wearing a mask they feel like they're safe if they touch their face but not understanding that um, they're they could possibly be infecting other people by touching their face and then touching other things we go into a restaurant we have to wear a mask in order to get to a table but somehow COVID becomes less dangerous once we sit down we can take off our masks at that time and we can eat and drink big retail stores are open here in the United States and churches are being told to close you see this stuff is is hanging off the edge of falsehood it doesn't make sense there isn't a reason for this and yes we want to keep people safe uh, but we're not going to do that at a 100% rate and like I said in the last episode um, you really want to be safe people people get all upset you know they got to wear a mask but they'll get on a plane and go take a trip getting on a plane is twice the risk of dying than catching COVID. In other words, if you catch COVID, you have a two percent chance of survive or a two percent chance of dying. You get on a plane, you have a four percent chance of dying. And we'll call airline travel the safest form of travel. What does that say about other ways of traveling? Why aren't we concerned about other things that are dangerous? I recently have been informed that at least here in my state of Indiana that there's a consideration of uh, I, I actually I believe it's passed that it, 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 they're going to stop elective surgeries so if you need a heart valve uh, if you need uh, certain types of surgeries let let me not uh, I, I don't I'm not quite sure what merits elective or non-elective surgeries but if you have something that is in need you may not be able to get it if you have to have a surgery that you really need you may not be able to get it so we can curb something that has a two percent death rate to it and in fact if you're talking about things like heart surgery and you're going to cancel that well heart disease is still much more deadly than covid I'm not trying to beat up on people that that want to stay safe from COVID. I'm not trying to do what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring an example up of living in a delusion. I got news for you. COVID is a virus that doesn't go away. And it's a delusion to think that you're going to live your life without coming into contact with COVID-19. It's it, it, I, I don't know quite else how to say it and you see just like God's Word said 
we talked about in the last segment in, in uh, Romans chapter 1 and 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. You start believing a lie long enough and it becomes the truth to you. We found that out from the Nazi party as well. Because they would propagate lies and people started taking them on as truth. I find that in the church as well. People will, will say, well, you know, the Bible says this, and it, uh, they may misquote the Bible completely. But that's what they've heard so many times over the years that they take it as truth. What's the antidote for living a lie? The, the antidote for living a lie is um, and staying away from delusion. Because the disease of living a lie is, is to live, I mean, to be completely consumed by delusion, to live in an unreal world. What's the antidote for that? The antidote for that is truth. It is facts. Facts that can be shown and observed and proved. And that's really... This, this virus that has come out has really shown that we are susceptible to falsehood. Now, I'm not saying that, that, that please don't think that I'm saying this virus is, is uh, not real. I'm not saying that, that uh, we don't need to be careful. Nothing like that. All I'm saying is we need to treat it with facts, not feeling. By the way, I tell people to do the same thing with their scriptures. You need to treat God's word with the truth, as the truth. You don't live your life as a believer in feeling. You'll start living in a delusion. So that's an example of living in a delusion and being feeling like you're, you know, you can just be lied to and being comfortable with it. You can't live a lie for very long. You'll start really believing it. And you will start um, losing a grip on reality. Another example of of living in a delusion um, would be people that, um, and uh, again, I'm not trying to point fingers. I'm just, I'm just saying, because believe me, I have things where it's like, eh, I kind of want to live in a fantasy land too. But I do have to come back to reality. But another example would be those people that think they want to be an opposite, the opposite sex of what they are. And they will pump themselves up or they will let others pump them up and say, well, yeah, you are a woman when they're a man or you are a man when they're actually a woman. And they will start living that delusion or coming under that delusion so much that they will do something radical like doing hormone therapy where they're in, you know, injecting, um, injecting um, estrogen into a man or injecting testosterone into a woman. That does all kinds of nasty things. That runs great risk. That's not what we were designed for. 
And if you believe that lie long enough and you have the funds and the ability and you get a surgery that completely alters who you are, you run the risk of being consumed with a lie. We're seeing that today. In fact, we're seeing where even children are being encouraged to start denying who they are and live in a fantasy world. Some people will live, and this is encouraged in their days, uh, especially in the days of, you know, we've got entertainment at our fingers, our phones uh, have more entertainment on them than what televisions did. Um, Even in the cable days, we seem to have more choices. We've got the internet, we've got uh, podcasts, and we've got um, movies and TV on our phones and all kinds of stuff, which the technology is wonderful, believe me. Um, I utilize it. But it can start producing people who will live under the delusion that they can live their life without anybody else. They can just be in their house and they don't have to live among other people. Well, to a certain extent, you can do that, but it's not healthy. We're not meant to be alone. And I've seen the effects of living that lie. I had a family member that lived nearly in complete isolation. They were almost a a hermit. You know what happened? Their ability to to start determining what time of day it was. If they could look at a clock and they'd see 7 o'clock, they couldn't determine if it was 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. They started losing track of the days and know what day it was. And eventually they started getting into a point where they couldn't recognize who people were. And I think that they went into dementia, but I think they were helping themselves along by living the lie that they could live all by themselves. I think, I think this person went a little crazy. You cannot live a lie. You can't. It's going to catch up with you. You cannot live in delusion. Number one, it's too hard to keep up the <laughs> to keep up the game. Eventually, the truth comes out. And while you're living the lie, you run the risk of actually starting to believe the lie. That's the danger of things. Now, I hope you don't think that this podcast episode was political, although I have no problem becoming political because Scripture talks about that. And I hope you don't think that I was trying to beat up on on uh, you know a certain mem- uh, a certain uh, section of culture. What I'm trying to do is bring out noticeable things that we see in our society that we may say, "Oh, wait, something's wrong with that." Yeah. There are things in our society that are going on that are just absolutely not true. And they're being touted as gospel, and it's not. The antidote for a lie I said just a little bit ago was the truth. Let me give you the truth. There's a man by the name of Jesus Christ 
who claimed to be eternal. He claimed to be God himself. That's why whenever he said he was the son of God, what he meant was that he was God. And he claimed that he was going to die and he was going to do so to pay for the sins of the world because the penalty for sin, for disobeying God's laws is death. So one day this man, Jesus Christ, came along and he willingly was arrested and went to a cross and he died and he was buried and then something strange happened he rose again from the dead now you may say boy that sounds like a delusion and you know what I understand because dead people don't get up right that doesn't happen but it happened here the reason why it happened and, and is because the truth has evidence. And here's the evidence of Jesus rising from the dead. Number one, the Roman army had every reason to try to produce a body and to try to dispel the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus claimed to be God. The Roman army was not, or the Roman government was not real keen on anybody saying that they were God because Caesar was supposed to be God. They had every reason to produce a body. They didn't do it. In fact, they didn't even really go after Jesus' followers that much. Not, not, I mean, they weren't hunting them down per se at the beginning. They couldn't produce a body. They had Roman soldiers guarding the tomb. Those Roman soldiers were meant, I mean, Roman soldiers were not pushovers, by the way. And these guys, these guys couldn't keep Jesus out, uh, inside the tomb. The, the lives of the early church, the, the people of the early church made a great statement because many of them said that they saw Jesus risen from the dead, that they ate with him, that they talked with him, they walked with him. In fact, 500 people who followed Jesus said they saw him at one time. That's that 500 people don't have a delusion all at once. And when you have eyewitnesses that said, I don't believe that he rose from the dead, I saw him, that says something right there. The other thing that, that, that is said about that is when those same people are told, if you keep saying if you keep talking about Jesus, you're going to be put to death. And as they were being put to death, they still held to the fact that they saw Jesus. That's some evidence. Because people will, they're willing to die for what they think is true. They're willing to die for what they say they believe. But they're not willing to die for something they know is a lie. In other words, the early Christians some of, uh, of these people went to their death saying, 
I'm still holding to the fact that I saw Jesus risen from the dead. If it wasn't true, human nature would have more than likely said, eh, I'm going to take back my story. So there are some evidences to Jesus rising from the dead. The reason why I hover on that so much is because if Jesus did rise from the dead, if that is true, then his death on the cross really did pay for sins. And it also meant that he really was God. And if that's the truth, that merits attention from us. If you have never looked into the claims of Jesus Christ and, and looked at even the extra biblical accounts of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, I challenge you to do it. Go take a look. You think that the resurrection and the death of Christ is only mentioned in, in the Bible? It's not. The evidence points that this man rose from the dead, which means he is the Son of God, and that he is willing to forgive you of everything you've done if you'll just simply ask him. Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ means you come to him and you say, I have broken your laws and I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead and, and because I believe that, I'm asking you to take away my sins. If you're willing to do that, my friend, you're on, you're on the right direction and you've taken a first step into reality. That is the ultimate antidote for living a lie, is to trust in Jesus Christ. Goodness, boy, that took me a little bit longer than what I even thought, but let's wrap things up. Guys, thank you for listening to me. I appreciate your support. If you would like to look uh, at other episodes, you can do so at anchor.fm slash creation dash a new there's a website coming uh it's going to be up and running very very soon and i'll be directing you guys over to that as well um if you are in the central indiana uh, area and you do not have a home church i would invite you to come to either community church of mooresville or to Mount Pleasant Christian Church of Hall, Indiana. Mount Pleasant Christian Church has services at 10 o'clock in the morning. They are at 5830 West Hurt Road, Monrovia, Indiana, 46517. That's 46517. And Community Church of Mooresville meets at 1115 in the morning. They're located at 61 West Harrison Street, Mooresville, Indiana, 461. 46158. Can you hear the fire trucks going past me? I hope everything's going to be okay. Community Church of Mooresville is at 61 West Harrison Street, Mooresville, Indiana, 46158. We start services there at 11.15 in the morning. I am at both services because I pastor both churches, but you can choose which church you would like to go to. Either church, you're going to find biblical teaching and people who love you. And if you are someone who is seeking out Christ, looking into the claims of Christ, 
you'll also find a place where you can ask questions and you're not going to be ridiculed for asking questions guys i hope that the rest of your day is good thanks for hanging in there with me and we will uh lord willing talk soon bye bye